Good afternoon and welcome to the Monday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll recap FCC's Young Farmer Summit, which took place last week. And at first in today's country comment, we'll have details from the Royal Manitoba Winter Fair, which gets underway today in Brandon. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon, you're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. The Royal Manitoba Winter Fair gets underway today in Brandon. Fred Gilbert, a hackney pony exhibitor from Brandon, will be attending his 63rd Winter Fair this year. He chatted with reporter Barry Lamb. What's the passion that keeps you coming back to the show every year? Well, we started when uh, we were kids and uh, we just liked horses, always liked horses and uh, we just kept it, kept it going, and the family were all interested. We've been through two or three generations in our family, and, you know, they get married and have children, and some of them show, and most, some of our family live in the States now, so it's been kind of hard for them to go back and forth. What about the commitment? It's a week-long event, and you've got a lot of classes, and you've got a lot of horses to look after. How many horses do we have, and what's a typical day like here? Well, it's bu- pretty busy. We, uh, As you can see, we're moving in now, and we've got a lot of equipment to move in, and We'll be here for, uh, we're really looking forward to showing here. We miss the Royal Manitoba Winter Fair. It's a very special event. And one of the better ones we go to because it's multi, there's draft horses, there's cattle, there's, there's everything. It's a family show here. Uh, a lot of the shows we go to in the U.S. are strictly uh, horse shows. In the ring, what, what's your competition like with the Hackneys? For people maybe not familiar with it, how does it all work? Well, they're, they're all driving horses. They're, they're actually uh, under a breed of... Uh, they're, they're pretty well extinct now. There's not many breeders left, and uh, we, we like them because uh, everybody can show them in the family, and uh, some people get older and slower and harder to get up on a horseback, so uh, we can all get in behind and drive one. Everybody likes to see a nice horse pulling the buggy, but what are the judges looking for, and how tough to drive them? As well, well, they're looking for quality. You know, they've got to be able to lift their feet high, have presence manners. They've got to stand back up. Um, they've got to have a good overall appearance. Um, and, you know, I think if, if they're a good animal, like it doesn't matter whether you're looking at a draft horse or a saddle horse, um, everybody can pick out the winner. What age do you start working with, with, with these ponies, and, and how long do you keep them uh, in show shape? Well, they usually, these ones here have been, uh, they're really looking forward to coming here because they've had a couple years off, so they've been pretty fat and sassy, and... Uh, we just found out maybe a little over a month ago that there was going to be a fair, so it was kind of a, um, a test to get them ready for this show. But, um, hey, they're right ready now. They're, uh, as soon as we pull that trailer up to that barn, they'll be kicking as high as the roof because they know where they're going. Why is this such a special show? It's obviously in your backyard, but uh, the facilities and just the quality of exhibitors here? Well, we've shown, I don't know if anybody that showed at more horse shows than we have we uh we, we had one in kentucky that we showed all last summer at uh, we had a trainer down there that uh you know lexington louisville cincinnati all them omaha all them horses uh minnesota illinois state fair we've been pretty well to them all toronto royal um we really like this place because it's got i think the best facility of all of them is this just a, a, a passion? Do you make money off this? How does all that pay? How do you pay the bills with all this? Well, we, we certainly don't make any money at this. <laughs> I guess it costs money to own a boat and motor, and it costs money to golf, and it costs money to do all those things. Uh, one nice thing about this, it's, uh, as you can see, the people working here, it's a, it's a family thing. Uh, 
we 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 know all the other families that show draft horses and stuff and we've all we're all pretty close we all get along very well and we we're really looking forward to seeing a lot of the people because we haven't seen them for two years you know with the covid and so no that this year to me is it's just like the first time i come to the fair in 1957 and how are entries looking for uh, the show good uh there's i think they're down a little bit yeah. um I know our entries are down. It's just because uh, it was pretty hard for everybody to get ready that fast. Uh, and how many shows would you take in uh, in a show season? Well, we'll we'll go here, and uh, we own a construction company too. So depending on how busy we are with that, but we'll show here, and in a week or two weeks, I guess we go to Minneapolis to a horse show, and then we'll come back here and. Who knows, we might go to Des Moines, Iowa. We could go to Lincoln, Nebraska. Okay. Uh, we travel to those horse shows too. Uh, depending on, uh, our ponies are all older, so they, they know the game. Uh, they travel well. Um, younger horses don't travel so well, so you can't uh, maybe go to as many horse shows. But these guys, they could go to a horse show every second week, and they'd be good. You know, they're professionals at it. And, uh, no, we're, I said my whole family, they... Uh, they can't wait to get here this year just to be part of the fair again, you know? So I guess it's something that never gets old. That was Fred Gilbert, a Hackney Pony exhibitor from Brandon, chatting with reporter Barry Lamb at the Royal Manitoba Winter Fair. The fair gets underway today at the Keystone Centre in Brandon. It'll wrap up on Saturday. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. The Royal Manitoba Winter Fair gets underway today in Brandon. Fred Gilbert, a Hackney Pony exhibitor from Brandon, will be attending his 63rd Winter Fair this year. He first attended back in 1957. We started when uh, we were kids, and uh, we just liked horses, always liked horses, and uh, we just kept it kept it going, and the family were all interested. We've been through two or three generations in our family, and, you know, they get married and have children, and some of them show, and most, some of our family live in the States now, so it's been kind of hard for them to go back and forth. The Royal Manitoba Winter Fair runs until Saturday at the Keystone Centre in Brandon. And on Friday, the federal government announced $3.5 million in funding under the Market Development Program for the Turkey Farmers of Canada and Chicken Farmers of Canada. Funding through the program will help increase domestic demand and consumption of Canadian turkey and chicken products. Turkey farmers will will receive up to $2.5 million, while chicken farmers will receive up to $1 million. The funding is part of a compensation package to supply-managed sectors for market access concessions made under the CPTPP. Darren Ferentz is chair of Turkey Farmers of Canada. The CPTPP agreement will have an impact on each turkey farmer in this country. Today's announcement of the market development program in conjunction with the previous announcement of the poultry and egg farm investment program will be helpful in mitigating the harmful market effect impacts of the CPTPP. Over 10 years, the market development program for turkey and chicken will provide a total of $19.2 million for the turkey farmers of Canada and $25 million for the chicken farmers of Canada. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Monday, March 28th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, Glenda Lee Allen Vossler will have details on a recent Protein Industries Canada announcement.
Earlier this month, Protein Industries Canada and a consortium of partners, including More Than Protein Ingredients Limited out of Bowdoin, Alberta, recently announced a new $29 million project. $5.7 million is coming from Protein Industries Canada. With more on that, here's Glenda Allen Vossler. The partners in the project, of course, involve Protein Industries Canada, More Than Protein Ingredients, Quantum Mechanical Technology, and Hammond Ag Research. The consortium announcing a project to create one of the most functional plant protein ingredients available on the market. Working with P and Lupin, the project partners will first focus on breeding and agronomics to improve the protein quality and quality of yellow peas. Then they'll move into the processing aspect, removing the hull and optimizing flavor and nutrients of both peas and lupins with the third step to scale up operations to produce functional protein ingredients. Kevin Magoo is the CEO of More Than Protein and talks about their operation and what the project will mean. More Than Protein feels that our production facility will be one of the most innovative plants in North America. And this starts with our amazing team. We have in-depth knowledge when it comes to crop production processing, food ingredients, food safety, finance, supply chain management, and product of our project development. But more importantly, all our members are very collaborative and had a robust entrepreneurial spirit. We aim to bring strong partnerships with our technology partners, upstream suppliers, and downstream customers to develop new processes and products, creating efficiencies for foundational ingredients that will enable food manufacturers to produce better products while reducing their operation costs. Our emphasis is on process and functionality. Our goal is to develop the capacity to rapidly develop new products and provide a footing for food manufacturers to produce plant-based foods of the future. And And finally, to build a supply chain and manufacturing facility that works towards carbon neutral and having net zero waste supporting local farmers and agriculture. This brings us to what we're here to discuss today. Our PIC project focuses on building an innovative seed to plant protein ingredient supply chain. More than protein's contribution to this project is to develop a leading edge innovation, commercial scale, plant-based protein line. It will be housed in our Bowdoin facility that will be that will be operational along with our other through other production lines. This line will play a pivotal role in developing new plant-based proteins, starch, fibers, and sugars for Canadian food manufacturers that are looking for plant-based ingredients that deliver better functionality and improve sensory experience for their for their customers. For example, a plant-based protein that effortlessly <clears throat> that effortlessly emulsifies, similar to Negio used to produce mayonnaise. Second, the innovation line will enable the consortium members to develop zero waste solutions where all our raw materials are are processed, creating value added ingredients that have usages not only for food manufacturers, but for the pet and livestock industry and emerging industries such as bioplastics. Third, the innovation line will provide new market opportunities for farmers. This will enable the development of new protein sources for new crops such as lupins, enabling farmers to diversify their crops. It will enable the development of commercial scale protein extraction processes 
for new plant-based proteins that enable food manufacturers to develop new and improve alternative dairy and meat products. Ideally, the innovation line will focus on playing a pivotal role in strengthening the Canadian plant-based supply chain and its ability to rapidly develop new sustainable food ingredients for food manufacturers and developing new markets for farmers. That's Kevin Magoo, the CEO of More Than Protein. For Golden West, I'm Glendalee Allen Vossler. Thanks, Glendalee. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. On behalf of Glendalee Allen Vossler, I'm Corey Knute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. In-person public engagement sessions for the Plum Murray Watershed are scheduled to take place as follows, with all sessions beginning at 6.30 p.m. A meeting will take place tomorrow night at the St. Jean Community Hall and another one March 31st at the Plum Cooley Community Hall. The Royal Manitoba Winter Fair takes place at the Keystone Centre in Brandon this week. The annual general meeting for Manitoba Pork is planned for April 6th at the Fairmont in Winnipeg. You can register on the Manitoba Pork website. The Manitoba Sustainable Energy Association invites you to the annual Sustainable Energy Conference April 6th at the William Glesby Centre in Portage La Prairie. Manitoba Beef and Forage Initiative is hosting grazing workshops April 12th to the 14th. You can register on the MBFI website. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Monday afternoon. Farm Credit Canada held its Young Farmer Summit last week. One of the presenters was money manager Jessica Morehouse. Growing your wealth and personal growth, two things that are essential in terms of, you know, having your family farm thrive, but also for you to personally thrive. Now, when it comes to the family farm, what I've learned is there's a lot of togetherness. There's a lot of community. A lot of the decisions that are made have to do with the greater good, have to do with the you know, family business's profitability, the legacy, the family as a whole, doesn't leave a lot of room for the idea of individualism, making decisions with just you in mind, making sure that you are financially successful and okay. And that's what I wanna to talk to you about today, how you can set yourself up for financial success on your own personally, because when you're okay, it actually causes a ripple effect, a positive ripple effect. When you're okay, your family farm and your family farm or your family uh, benefit as well. I'm going to give an example that you may have heard before, but I like using it because honestly, it's a really good visualization for uh, why it's so important to take care of yourself first. So we all know when we're on an airplane and uh, those, you know, we're giving the emergency protocols. Uh, what are we told? We're, we're told when those oxygen masks go down, you're supposed to put it on yourself before putting it on your neighbor. And the reason is because you're no good to anybody and quite honestly a burden if you pass out from a lack of oxygen. You need to take care of yourself before you can take care of somebody else. Now what self-care really means is that you are prioritizing uh, your emotional, mental, and physical health. You want to take care of yourself so that you're okay. It's also countering this idea that I think lots of us have that self-care is selfish. Self-care is not selfish. What being selfish actually means is that you have a lack of consideration for 
anybody else besides yourself, and you're only concerned with your personal profit and pleasure. Self-care is not about that. It is about taking care of yourself so you're okay, so you are on, in a better position to then take care of others around you and lift them up. Now, uh, self-care isn't just about taking care of your emotional, physical, and mental health. It's also about making sure that you have your financial health okay too. Because ultimately, when you're in a better financial position, what happens? Well, you ultimately spend a lot less time worrying about things like your bills, your budget. What if a financial emergency happens? You have a lot more time then to, and energy, quite honestly, to spend doing things that are of value to you, like lifting others up and helping your family farm thrive and helping your family. So that is why it is so important to put your financial health front and center because when you are financially okay, everyone else will feel that same way. There's a lot less pressure on yourself and your family. That was money manager Jessica Morhos, one of the keynote speakers last week during the FCC Young Farmer Summit. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. The Royal Manitoba Winter Fair returns to Brandon this week. Fred Gilbert, a hackney pony exhibitor from Brandon, will be attending his 63rd Winter Fair this year. He first attended back in 1957. We're really looking forward to showing here. We miss the Royal Manitoba Winter Fair. It's a very special event. And one of the better ones we go to because it's multi, there's draft horses, there's cattle, there's, there's everything. It's a family show here. The Royal Manitoba Winter Fair runs until Saturday at the Keystone Centre in Brandon. And on Friday, the federal government announced $3.5 million in funding under the Market Development Program for the Turkey Farmers of Canada and Chicken Farmers of Canada. Funding through the program will help increase domestic demand and consumption of Canadian turkey and chicken products. Turkey farmers will receive up to $2.5 million, while chicken farmers will receive up to a million. The funding is part of a compensation package to supply managed sectors for market access concessions made under the CPTPP. Tim Klompmaker is Chair of Chicken Farmers of Canada. This brand is becoming recognized and requested in grocery stores and restaurants throughout the country. We've achieved a 40% awareness rating amongst consumers for our brand. And that awareness goes up to 42% with millennials, a key target audience for our sector. We have invested a lot in telling our story to consumers. And now, thanks to this funding that we have received from the federal government, we can reach more Canadians from coast to coast to coast. Over 10 years, the market development program for turkey and chicken will provide a total of $19.2 million for the turkey farmers of Canada and $25 million for the chicken farmers of Canada. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Coming up on tomorrow's show... We'll hear from food professor Dr. Sylvain Charlebois. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.